0: Welcome back to Dangle's Diary. I've been thinking a lot about If Beale Street Could Talk, specifically the stories of Daniel and Fani. And I've been wondering, why is the incarceration rate so high for black men? This question intrigued me because police brutality has been in the spotlight for the past six months, and I wanted to see why black men are put in jail in the first place. Some people think that the war on drugs was the main reason for why black men are in jail at a disproportionately high rate compared to white men. This racist initiative aimed to put black people in prison, to appeal to the suburban white families who felt betrayed by the civil rights movement. But other people think that the incarceration rate is simply due to an increasing crime among black men. So today I'm going to explore the reasons for the high incarceration rate among black men. I'll investigate the points put forward by Beale Street, and I'll see if we can add on to those ideas by analyzing other compelling sources. James Baldwin examines the reasons for the incarceration of black men through the stories of Daniel and Fonny in If Beale Street Could Talk. Daniel, Fonny's childhood friend, is arrested for stealing a car when he is clearly innocent, as he isn't even in the car when the police come. However, since Daniel cannot afford a private lawyer to prove his innocence, he cannot find justice. Left with a public defender, Daniel complains, but he was really their lawyer, dig? He worked for the city. There shouldn't be a cost for finding justice, but Daniel is one of many black men that is forced to go to jail due to their economic situation. Additionally, Daniel's long stay in jail can be attributed to the War on Drugs, a movement beginning in the 1970s that cracked down on drug possession. Since Daniel has a marijuana charge along with the stealing charge, the police tell him that he should plead guilty to see a lighter punishment for the two charges. Daniel, even though he is innocent, succumbs to this deceptive act of the police and pleads guilty. He makes this decision due to the hopelessness he feels after hearing of this added marijuana charge. Marijuana possession should be allowed. But the war on drugs has made it illegal in many states, keeping Daniel and other black men in jail for much longer than warranted. The reasons why Fani is put in jail are similar to those of Daniel. Fani is also falsely accused of a crime, in this case, rape. This occurs because Officer Bell, who has a racist grudge against Fani, makes sure that Fani is the only black man on lineup knowing that Miss Rogers, the victim, is sure that a black man raped her. This ensures that Fonnie is chosen by Miss Rogers to be taken to jail. Fonny and Belle represent the flawed relationship between black men and the police. While white men feel protected by the police, black men are often targeted by the police simply because the police have the privilege and authority to get away with it. And to steer away the blame, the police act like victims. Belle even urges Tish, tell your friend, you ain't got to be afraid of me. White officers play the victim, allowing them to get away with putting a disproportionate number of black men in jail. Fonnie also sees economic difficulties in trying to stay out of jail. His and Tisha's families have to do whatever they can to afford Fonnie's lawyer and then pay for a bail. In fact, the two dads are forced to resort to stealing to get the money. Meanwhile, a wealthy white person would be able to afford bail almost immediately for the same crime. The large wealth gap between black people and white people forces black men to stay in jail while white people can afford to leave. I then turned to a CNN article written by Drew Kahn to find out the reasons for the high incarceration rate among black men through the perspective of mainstream media. Kahn, adding on to a claim from Beale Street, makes it clear that the inability for black men to post bail is a huge factor in why incarceration rates are so high. In fact, almost two-thirds of all inmates in local jails haven't been convicted, largely because they cannot post bail. This means that thousands of innocent black men like Fani are in jail for simply not having enough money. Another point made by Can is that those who are incarcerated and leave jail are more likely to go back to jail than those without a criminal history. Basically, incarceration leads to more incarceration. For example, since, de- since Daniel has two criminal charges, one for stealing and another for marijuana, he carries that on his resume wherever he goes. So if he gets in trouble, there's a higher chance of him being put into jail simply because of his quote-unquote extensive criminal record. It doesn't help that Daniel is black. Cam points out that black people only represent 12% of the, of the total U.S. population, but, t- but take up 33% of federal and state prisons. Many white cops associating black men with criminal activity are more inclined to see them as guilty. The expectation for black men to go to jail fuels the horrible accusations against Daniel, Fani, and other black men, and is a major factor in the high incarceration rate. I then headed to a report from Wendy Sawyer and Peter Wagner of the Prison Policy Initiative to get a more in-depth look at the factors behind too many black people being incarcerated. One point I found interesting in their report was related to the length of prison sentences. Sori and Wagner claim, The risk for violence peaks in adolescence or early adulthood and then declines with age, yet we incarcerate people long after their risk has declined. This portrays that black men who commit violent crimes at a young age are unnecessarily incarcerated for too long since they get less violent with age so they don't need to be at prison when they're of an older age. These lengthy jail sentences keep the incarceration rate high. The report also brings up the effects of minor criminal offenses on the black male incarceration rate. More than one quarter of the daily jail population in America is made up of low-level offenses, as simple as jaywalking. These don't seem like a major problem, but often black men, out of fear of white cops, feel forced to plead guilty to the smallest of crimes. This, small, this same fear forced Daniel to, feel, to plead guilty to his charges and is a major reason for why small crimes translate into mass incarceration. There seem to be many pieces to this intricate puzzle of incarceration. One major piece is that black men often cannot afford competent lawyers to defend them, or they're unable to post bail. Another factor is pure racism. Some cops want to arrest black men specifically, but play the victim when pressured for their actions. Also, the people deciding on criminal sentences may be persuaded to put a black man in jail simply because they expect them to be dangerous. There's also the fact that those who leave jail are more likely to come back, and that prison sentences for violent crimes are way too long, not to mention the effect of the war on drugs and that black men are pressured out of fear to plead guilty for minor charges. I hope that the multitude of factors makes it clear. Black people aren't disproportionately put in jail because of any increasing crime. They're incarcerated because they are at a severe disadvantage in the criminal system. This is Daniel Ruskin. I'll see you next time on Daniel's Diary.